so I heard a few years ago that they were shooting a movie on the stage and you know everybody kind of talks about the ghost on stage nine and the producer was so over it he was like I don't want to hear anything else about this ghost this woman I don't want to hear it like let's just move on and then about like an hour later he ran out from the doors because he saw her face to face like walked into the room and she was standing there <laughs> Los Angeles is filled with some of the most famous studios. Warner Brothers and Paramount are one of the oldest running studios here, located in Los Angeles, California. But it makes you wonder, what type of history, along with haunted history, lingers within the studio walls? Well, look no further, because we get a chance to sit down with haunted TikToker Nicole Martin, otherwise known as the disappointed goddess on the popular TikTok app. Let's sit down with Nicole as she shares stories from her time working on Warner Brothers and Paramount lots. These stories would definitely make you sleep with more than one nightlight on and make you think twice before taking a haunted tour on both lots. Let's sit around and listen closely as Nicole shares some pretty scary stories about what lingers at Building 131 in Warner Brothers and what it's like to actually be working closely with the Annabelle doll and what ghost stories circulate around the infamous Studio 9 where The Conjuring was filmed. We go and take another tour in Paramount. Nicole tells us the story of what it's like to work in the Clara Bow building and what or who called out her name when no one was around. And what is lurking around the Desilu building on the Paramount lot? You definitely don't want to miss out on all these crazy stories that Nicole has experienced and has collected from those who have worked on both studio lots, both living and dead. So let's get Holly Weird with Nicole Martin. Hey guys, it's Tammy here. And real quickly, I just wanted to share some exciting news with you all. We have partnered up with an amazing company called Jupiter. Jupiter is a company based out of the US and they produce some amazing organic CBD drops. If you're one of the 90% of us who feel stressed, it's time to try Jupiter. Their USDA organic CBD drops help you feel relaxed and happy without any high. So it's time to invest in yourself. Now what we found very unique and found comforting about Jupiter is that the products are made in the USA. They're carefully crafted from single origin family farms. They're sustainable, triple lab tested, and their hemp extract is made with only flowers, the most valuable part of the plant. They're also certified organic, meaning they're 100% USDA certified, all natural, vegan, and non-GMO. Another great detail about Jupiter CBD drops is that they offer three types of strengths. You can opt for the low, the medium, or the strong, which is 450 milligram to 1350 milligram. 
I'm currently on the medium, which is 900, and I absolutely love it. It has definitely helped me out with my depression. It's helped me create a better sleep cycle, and it's definitely offered me a ton of clarity. Now, it's guaranteed stress relief, it offers a fresh mint flavor, and there's a 30-day risk-free trial and free shipping and free returns if you are not up for the product. If it doesn't work out for you, it's absolutely okay. To learn more about Jupiter, head on over to getjupiter.com. That's getjupiter.com. Use the code TAM, T-A-M, to save 20% off your first order. Feel calm, focused, and happy. It's time to let go of your stress with Jupiter Organic CBD Drops. Now, on with the show. Hey, boo. Hey, guys. We have such a wonderful treat for you in an episode. Also, if you're a fan of TikTok, then this is going to be definitely the episode for you. If you're a fan of Warner Brothers and Paramount History, then this is going to be a delight for you as well. But um, while we were browsing, perusing through TikTok, we came across this TikToker, this creator, Nicole Martin. So Nicole Martin um, actually is, I want to say she's she's a whiz when it comes to knowing a lot of the history and also Mm -hmm. ghost stories that are attached to Paramount and Warner Brothers. And I've been following Nicole from, I guess, ever since March, since we've had this crazy pandemic stay at home order. And we've seen like pretty much the horrors of what this pandemic can do. And Nicole, um, if you don't mind me asking, you too were hit by COVID, right? Personally, you're infected. Oh, yeah. Uh, big time, actually. It, it, you know, I, it's so strange because um, it wasn't like one big wave. It sort of wow. just comes in waves. You know what I mean? I so can't it's like, believe that. Oh, uh, wow. I still have some residual symptoms happening. So it's kind of crazy. And some, sometimes they just come back full force and it's just, it is just it is what it is. You know. There's residual hauntings and there's residual <laughs> illness, I guess you can say. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. Yeah. So... <laughs> But also, Nicole, you you do reside in Los Angeles. You do live, you're probably like our neighbors. You live in North Hollywood and you have a pretty dope job. And I'm just going to read, I'm just going to read your little bio on TikTok, guys. This is what I I found so interesting about her and I knew we were going to be friends. I work in TV Uh. and I love telling ghost stories. Done. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you need. She's right here. So, Nicole, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, and then we can jump straight into the ghost stories of these places that you work, which is really, really interesting. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so my name is Nicole Martin. Um, I came out here about four years ago to work in television, um, and my first job right off the bat was on Grace and Frankie, which is on the Paramount lot. Naturally, as someone who enjoys ghost stories, that's like the first thing, because Paramount is like the most historical lot. Yes. I mean, Old, it is old. So I, you know, immediately I would jump right in. Um, and, you know, I, I, after Grace and Frankie, I moved on to other TV shows. I ended up on the Warner Brothers lot where I did me, myself and I splitting up together, um, Animal Kingdom. And then I ended up moving back to Paramount to do the unicorn. So I've kind of been like in between Warner Brothers and Paramount. So each time I'm there, I try to learn something new about the history or you know, make friends with the security guards and construct. <laughs> like, hey, do you know any stories? And they're all—they always love to tell them. So, yeah. no way. That is so crazy. 
Oh yeah. my God. I around the lots and you see a security guard, ask them for stories because they will love telling them. Yes. That's a lot of the stories that we shared about Warner Brothers were from security guards, especially the ones that would do the graveyard shift. So oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you have a ton of stories. Oh my God. So what do you, uh, what is your position in, in these lots? Like, are you a PA or do you work in props or lighting or? So what I do you worked in production. Um, so I started off as an office PA and I sort of oh. moved up to line producers assistant um, and then most recently I had a small gig as a director's assistant. So I'm kind of just going around and just get kind yeah. of, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, what's going to happen. And then of course the pandemic. Um, so everything's kind uh. of pause right now, but, um, I don't know. It's a good time. At least I, this, I have the time to like tell the ghost stories to the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and just as a, as a little preface guys, uh, you can find her, she's under the pseudonym, uh, this is the disappointed goddess on TikTok. <laughs> and like, I just binge all of her videos because not only do you talk about Warner Brothers and Paramount, but you actually do something really awesome that we're all about too. You actually do these virtual tours throughout Los Angeles. And you've done one recently at the Viper Room. You've, you've taken us to even Hollywood forever and you even insert the little ghost stories. So that's so awesome that you do that and you take people around to these gems in the city that they, they're not too familiar with. One of the things that I noticed on your TikTok, you gave us viewers a view of one of the most creepiest lots. I believe it was in Warner Brothers, but it was uh, the lot where they shot The Conjuring. Love that movie, hate that lot. <laughs> so the show that I was working on at the time, Splitting Up Together, shot in stage four. So I was actually there a good amount of the time. And as soon as I heard we were in stage four, I was like, no way. No. Okay. <laughs> so it was cool because I had access to it at all times of the day and night. So if I wanted to go in there at midnight, I could go in. And of course, like crazy. <laughs> <so I didn't. laughs> yeah, let's, let's shoot. Go for it. Tell us everything we need to know about stage four and go on stage from there. Four, yeah. Stage four. So, you know, it is most famous for where the conjuring shot. Um, and while they were filming the conjuring, um, they experienced some very weird things happening um, and enough to freak the crew out. So actually it was getting so intense um, to the point where Vera Farmiga was um, being affected. Like in her sleep, she would be woken up at night, like scratch marks on her arm. It was like a nightmare. So actually James Wan hired a priest to come on and bless the set when they were yeah. filming. So he that is like, true. Yeah, that he is was, a true I'm story. Not this, just bring it in, yeah. Um, <gasps> and it was so creepy because on Splitting Up, um, we had to do an upstairs set. And in order to do that, we had to build stairs you know, leading up to the second floor. Um, and so we had to dig into the stage. So oh, you're actually, like, seeing underneath the stage. Yeah, and so when I went in and I did that video on TikTok, it was when everything, once we had wrapped, I went in and there's just this gaping hole in stage four. And there's just like, it is the creepiest thing I've ever seen Ooh. in my life. Um, and it was just, it was overall just an insane experience. Um, I know that the crew definitely experienced some eerie feelings on stage four, um, especially in like the back rooms. Um, because they have like back, you know, like in, once you go in the stage, they have small rooms for props and camera and whatnot. So the back rooms were like the weirdest area to be in. Um, but overall, I don't know if anybody experienced anything crazy paranormal, but just the fact that the, the conjuring made such a big sweep at Warner brothers, because even a tour guide one Halloween 
um, was holding the Annabelle doll. It's not even the real Annabelle doll. It's just the one they used for the movie. And she dropped the Annabelle doll and she had three long scratch marks down her arm. So that's the one. Yeah, we shared that one. So I, I'm glad that you're sharing it to confirm that story. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. So it definitely sparked something. Something did not like that story being told. And I'm actually really happy you know, because on a lot of on a lot of film sets that we've seen from like Poltergeist, not, there's always been like a curse. You know what I mean? Like we always yeah. hear these film curses. So I'm happy that James Wan took the initiative and was like, "We're just not going to mess with this. We're going to hire <laughs> someone to come in. Like I don't want anybody like you know <laughs> to get hurt or anything." Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Did, <laughs> did you um while being in that lot, did you personally feel anything or sense anything out of the ordinary? Um, I definitely sensed areas that were a little creepier. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so I, I have experienced more in Paramount, I'll say, than at Warner Brothers. But Warner Brothers, um, I guess we just kind of knew the areas to avoid because one one of the areas was definitely the props house. Um, so the, there's a major props house. You go in it when you take the tour. And it's the size of a football field. And it's three levels. Um, wow. And you go in. It's every prop that they've ever used for a movie. It's awesome. Um, and it's it's notably haunted by one of the Warner brothers who apparently doesn't, he doesn't like wasting electricity. He was super like <laughs> about money. So he'll actually turn lights off if they're on for too long. Um, but one of the stories that shocked me was um, I was told by someone who was working in the prop house that a few years ago, um, an actress was walking through prop house and saw a man hanging from above the stairs. So she ran outside, screamed, called security, and no one was there. They oh, my it. God. That was, like, a story. I Like, I have tried researching it, and no one can really confirm if it's true, but that's just, like, a story that is told throughout the prop house. Um, and overall, I definitely get a really eerie vibe in there. Um, so the prop house and then the most haunted building on the par uh, on the Warner Brothers lot um, is called Building 131. And it's um, the animation building at the very far back of the lot. Um it's, it's known for like its diagonal roof and it's actually where the Looney Tunes, like Bugs Bunny was actually created. So it's that old. Um, and actually the Lucifer production office was in there for, which is like ironic because it's like the right. Lucifer. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That building has the craziest, let me pull it up because I actually have notes because I have people who actually told me stories that they have experienced. No, oh my, I had no idea about this lot. Oh my goodness. Oh my God, yeah. Warner Brothers is like, it's yeah. so um, because it's like one of the oldest lots like Paramount. Paramount is like number, I think, the fifth oldest one in the world. So, I um, mean, as we talked about in, you know, earlier in our podcast, too, Bryce, like it's just layers and layers of history there. So exactly. not to mention like these studio lots. I mean, it's, it's history, but it's also like people dedicate their lives to this and, and it's their whole career. It's their being. And also it's a lot of broken dreams, unfortunately. So it's like yep. the grounds for hauntings you know <laughs> yeah um yeah but okay so build, building 131 um security guards actually know like they have told me that they do not go into that building like they won't even they'll just go up to the stairs look make sure everything's good and then walk away like they don't even go <laughs> um, they have one janitor that will actually clean the building because every other janitor has actually seen like full body apparitions and loud voices and papers flying off desks and yeah um, and what, what really freaks me out the most is, um, so I know someone who worked on Lucifer and they actually said that there's a woman who haunts the building named Rose and she actually is loudest in the morning. Um, I've, like, it, it, it's like, a, it's like talked about from several people. It's so wild. Like that everybody just on the lot seems to have this insider information. Yeah. Um, 
But Rose always does similar things early in the morning. Like she'll walk down the stairs at the same time every morning. Um, like it's the craziest thing. Um, let's see. Oh, they've caught her in photos. I have yet to see a photo. I've asked everybody, but someone has said that they've caught her in photos. Um, she likes to break electronics. So the production office had a really hard time with the printer because it would just break all the time and make weird noises. Ah. And also that she pushes people down the stairs. Um, so honestly, it would just really like, it's one thing that for it to happen late at night, but imagine you're like just doing your job at like 6am when you were shooting and you don't have any coffee yet. And I just, Oh my God, <laughs> she's a bit of a bully. And obviously I yeah. guess not a morning person. Oh my, does anyone know like the origins of Rose or who she might have been a disgruntled worker, an actress that didn't get the lead? <laughs> that could have been anything. Um, it, one actually went on the, on the tour that they do because you know well normally they do like a halloween tour at warner brothers yeah and from that that um another person who haunts the building is also a security guard so an actual ghost of a security guard so i'm curious if it is one and the same and people just are you know reacting differently to it or if it is two spirits in the same building i have no idea that's Why? so crazy oh my gosh Wow, Rose, so that we have a ghost named Rose in 131 who is just very disgruntled. Oh my goodness. If anybody has the pictures, please, I want to see them. I like to see them too. <laughs> Guys, hit us up on Instagram. Also, you uh, gave us a tour on TikTok. Uh, in one of your videos, you took a tour of the town. They, they actually have that town center where there's the church, the gazebo. They shot, I think, parts of Ghostbusters and parts for maybe the neighborhood scene in The Conjuring. Yeah. And it's even, um, there's this, uh, we mentioned this in one of our episodes where uh, apparently when when some, one of the tour guys is talking about James Dean, the church doors of that church open automatically. I don't know if you can confirm that. That's so cool. I have never heard that, but I would not doubt it because that place is definitely creepy and nice. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> have you heard any stories attached to that town center? I also, I think there's also the house where they shot scenes of the conjuring there too, that also has some weird juju. I'm not sure if you know anything about that too. Yeah, um, I can definitely say the town itself, um, I haven't really heard much about. Um, but also at the same time, the town is always very busy. So I don't think people oh. get a lot of time alone with it. You know what I mean? Like there's not, maybe there's not a lot of time for poltergeist activity to really happen around there, or you're just not noticing it because it's always just like yeah. hustling and bustling. Um, I definitely wouldn't doubt it though. Oh, wow. Have you heard any ghost stories in relation to James Dean or any other famous actors and actor or actresses that were a part of the Warner Brothers contract? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> oh, <one>. hell yes. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> the big one is that, um, so Betty Davis was huge with Warner Brothers. That was yes. Warner Brothers. Um, she loved it so much that she's actually buried on Forest Lawn facing Warner Brothers. Like she wanted to look over it for eternity. And so um, they've actually seen her. So a part that they don't show you on the tour of the lot is there's a little garden area where all the lawyers hang out. It's like right behind Ellen's office. Um, oh, yeah. And if, yeah, if you like sneak in there, it's behind like the company Central Perk. And right there in the garden area, they've seen Betty Davis dancing several times. Um, she's just having oh a good God. time. Yeah, it's just as normal. She, as she should in the afterlife, of course. Exactly. <laughs> she's just having a good time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a Betty, Betty Davis is a big one. Um, I haven't really heard anything about James Dean. The only thing I heard was that when James Dean was working there, he had this really, really loud motorcycle. Mm -hmm. And... Um, 
they you see it so mad at him because it would disrupt other productions. And so um, they told him, get rid of that motorcycle. So what he did is bought a car that was twice as loud. And he would just, <laughs> so that's, Hilarious. so he would just, he would just annoy them on purpose. That um, is so awesome. I didn't know that. I knew about the motorcycle, but I didn't know he ended up buying the car to make things louder. Uh, yeah, he was, he was definitely a troublemaker, for sure. That's awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but another really big area um, is stage nine, actually. So stage four, the conjuring stage, and then stage nine is what they call the cursed stage. <laughs> because oh, actually, this is horrible. This is actually horrible, but like over over time, I think about twenty people have died on that stage of like accidents. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my. Um, it's it's like I mean, Warner Brothers, don't sue me on that. <laughs> just uh-huh. but, um, but I I had heard that several people had died, and um, a main woman who haunts stage nine is I don't know if she I don't know I'm pretty sure she died on the stage, but it's a woman who haunts the back area, like I was saying, like where like all the doors are, um, and so. I heard a few years ago that they were shooting a movie on the stage and you know, everybody kind of talks about the ghost on stage nine and the producer was so over it. He was like, I don't want to hear anything else about this ghost, this woman. I don't want to hear it. Like, let's just move on. And then about like an hour later, he ran out from the doors because he saw her face to face, like walked into the room and she was standing there. Oh (laughs) Make herself known. Absolutely. Um, so stage nine, if anybody has, I mean, I have never filmed anything on stage nine, but if people have experiences. I'd love to hear about them. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and no one knows like uh, who the woman is or what time period she may come from based on her, I guess, appearance. Nope. No, She's- unfortunately not. Yeah. <laughs> and I more, it's all, it's all just like stories passed through with security guards and workers and, you know, employees of WB. It's like these stories get passed down and you kind of lose track of where they actually originated, you know? Right. It's a lot of female energy there. I like that. It is. <laughs> it makes me think it's a little older because I feel like actresses in general had a very hard time with yes. roles and, you know, especially in the film industry and just like the diets they were put on, all this crazy stuff. And actually um, they say that someone who also haunts Warner Bros. is the um, ghost of Peggy N. Twistle that jumped off the H on the Hollywood sign. No way. Really? So she's like both in the Hollywood sign, and then she's like, I'm going to hang out with good old Bandy Davis in Warner Brothers. Really? Where's she where's she seen and felt? Um, I've heard that she's just, because this was also on the tour, the Halloween tour, um, they uh-huh. mentioned that she's only a few people have seen her, but they also smell her. It's a very specific smell, because I, I forgot what perfume, I, if I Googled it, it's a very, like, it's a floral perfume, and so they smell it, um, and they're oh, like, oh my that? God. I believe it's a lilac. It's like a, not a lavender, but I, I heard it on another podcast. It's like a lilac perfume. Like if you go around the sign and you smell it, then that could be it. But damn. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, and actually it's because, um, you know, the reason she jumped off the H was because she got cut from a movie and I'm pretty sure that it, the movie was Warner brothers, which is why <laughs> she probably oh, still, man. um, so, yeah, she ended up getting cut from a movie, and then the next day after she jumped off the H, she got called to be, like, a star in uh, a theater show. <laughs> so yeah, like she, really she yeah. got uh, the lead role, and, yeah, that oh, that was the irony. It's like, oh, that was such a sad story, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, there's just so much, like, it, there's just so much tragedy that surrounds us. That's why Haunted Hollywood is just so interesting, because it's, yeah. it sparks 100%. Yeah. The fame well, and the tragedy. 
the foundation of this town was like the exploitation of like non-producerial work like oh you're an extra oh you're an actor like you're not in the union good luck you're basically enslaved to the like machine just so brutal so of course these people are like trying to atone for their like horrifying experiences they shouldn't have like unresolved issues Oh yeah, I mean, so much trauma. I can only imagine. It's it's like, I can I can understand like even even if they're not necessarily like you know present day hauntings, they're definitely residual. Absolutely, okay. it's just, it's just mm-hmm. so much energy in one place. Um, and then I think I only have one more story from Warner Bros. and it's in Building One Fifty Four, which is actually across the street from the lot. Oh um, wow! And it's known as like the Glass Building, and someone it says that the one of my friends said the third floor is the most haunted. So they'll always have cabinets opening and closing, lights shutting on and off. Like just some, I, I'm not sure if it, whatever happened on the third floor in building 154, but if someone knows. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy because they, they would go in on weekends and this would happen. It's very quiet, you know. Oh, wow. Just like our friend, our homegirl at Fox. We have a friend too at Fox who, uh, who, has had like issues like that in her building where she would go in in the mornings, even over the weekend and things would happen even to her other coworkers. So maybe it's a ghost of another disgruntled worker having to like work in the afterlife. <laughs> Who knows? Exactly. I mean, people dedicate their whole lives to this. Yeah. Industry. I can only imagine this is where they go, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. If you were to pass, would you come back to, to Warner brothers, Nicole? <laughs> Um, you know what? It would be fun just to have like a little legend about me. I wouldn't yeah. <laughs> like, have someone who tells the story, or I would actually probably be that woman who scared the producer who said that she wasn't. Uh, right. <laughs> I would. I would be that uh, that woman that has like who's been doing jazzercise with Betty Davis, like jazzercise. Betty Davis is all in the hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, there's two women dancing in the garden. Who is this other one? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to teach you how to twerk, Betty, and twerk. <laughs> We're going to make a TikTok, TikTok dance. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Should we travel to, to Paramount and talk about the ghosts of, of Paramount, a little bit of history as well? I'm not too familiar with Paramount. I know that it's a it's 105 years old. It's located, I think it's uh, off of Melrose Avenue, like way, way deep, closer to West LA. Yeah, there's, there's a ton of little stories attached to that old studio as well. Mm-hmm. So many. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I, you know, with Warner Brothers, it was always more um, fun because actually a lot of the assistants um, and a lot of assistants in the industry and I have talked about like which lot has the weirdest energy, which has the best energy. Warner Brothers is just fun. Like you just go there, you're, you want to get spooked, have a good time. Like you don't feel yeah. like you're in danger. Um, Paramount is just, it is just wild. I mean, that's it, like I've experienced things on the lot. It is just no. Like, yeah. Um, wow. So actually, well, the- uh, do you tell? Two shows that I did on Paramount a lot, which was Grace and Frankie and the Unicorn, are actually in the same building. Um, and I was just going between second floor and first floor, and it's called the Clara Bow Building. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've heard about this building. I haven't really heard about any specific stories, but I think from Craig Owens, like, he mm. is the yeah, author of Haunted by History. I think he, he mentioned something in his book about that building, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do tell. <laughs> and for that whole side of the lot, I mean, this was back when Paramount was RKO Pictures. It's when, um, you know, they, they filmed Citizen Kane there. I mean, it's it's old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's got a lot of history. <laughs> yeah, and not to mention Clara Bow herself, she she didn't have a great ending to her life. From what no. I've read, is, didn't she end up in, like, she, she got diagnosed with, like, depression and, like, a lot of, like, mental illness yeah. and 
they ended up they ended up you know what they did at that time is they just put them in a mental facility it was like she had she had a really difficult time in life so i mean that building already does not have great energy yeah. a, ma a majority of the women from that time period ended up like that which is really 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 sad especially from the silent film era oh 100 percent, and especially yeah. from, you know the industry in general because it's already so taxing i couldn't yeah. imagine, you know just having to put on a, a smile for eternity through this industry, you know, because the second you show a sign of anxiety or depression, it's over, you know. It's over. So. You're done. Exactly. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, it, I'm sure it was extremely difficult. Um, and the bow building in itself, like I definitely um, noticed on both shows that, you know, you'd go to stage and then you'd come back in the building and you would automatically just feel angrier. It was just like had a more angrier energy. Wow. Um, yeah. So a lot of crew members felt the same way it did, you know just being stuck there all all the time like especially because I worked in the office you know the, it and especially on Grace and Frankie too it, it didn't have anything really to do with the show itself it was just the energy of the building it just didn't bring out necessarily the best in everybody um and then you'd step you'd go to stage and everything would be totally fine you know it's 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 really interesting how it affects people um and actually it was in that building I had um two instances one was when we were just moving stuff in and I was completely alone and in the back room where we had storage, it was locked to everything. I heard something fall over, like something. <gasps> and I was like, what was that? And of course, like me, I'm not that scared. So I was like, I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> I was like, really? I was like, I want to see someone like, let's go. Um, and so I, I opened, like I got the keys to open the door because it was locked and I looked around and nothing had fallen, not one thing, everything was still like on the shelves and it was so loud, it was so distinct that it was like, I, I for sure thought maybe something fell over maybe and not everything was perfect. Um, that that has happened to me before in, in different environments where you just hear a crash and you go in to investigate and nothing is out of the ordinary, nothing's on the ground. I. I always want to know, like, what is the reasoning behind it? I don't know if it's something residual, but that is pretty, pretty interesting. Or maybe they're creating this chaos so they could get you alone in the room. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Um, and I, the second one was definitely the oddest. So it was me and two other people in the office. This was very late at night. We were, it was like a late shoot night. So everybody was on stage and it was just me and two other people in the office. And um, one of them is like a hardcore, like does not believe in spirits, which is totally mm -hmm. fine. Some people are like that. Um, and he, you know, he would, he would always like uh, amuse me. He would, he would like listen to my stories, but he never really believed in it. And so I was sitting at the desk and I was like doing my paperwork and I heard someone calling my name very, oh. very loud, distinctly. I thought it was my boss and I was like, oh, let me get up. And I walked over and no one was, no females, it was a female voice. And so I looked at him and I was like, you heard that, right? And he's like, I heard it that time. And I was like, oh my God. Like it was like, it, he even believed, he was like, I heard that, I heard that. And there was no other women in the building, so. Did he try and like explain it or did he just sort of like, has it like changed his opinion at all? Um, not really. I think he was more yeah. just like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to think about this again. Like, <laughs> right. um, but it was, it was very interesting that it targeted me for some reason, maybe because I'm the most open to it. And I, I don't, sure. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, it was so crazy. So that, that for sure freaked me out a little bit. It was very but deep. to be able to corroborate with someone who is like a self-acclaimed skeptic. Like, yeah. Oh, not only did I hear this, but someone who would like be more willing to say that they didn't also heard it like oh 
Oh yeah, it, that's what that's what really freaked me. I was like, if I just heard it myself, maybe totally. someone else did. That was that was a big deal. So um, and also um, I, I did, of course asked a security guard. I was like, what do you know about the bow building? <laughs> <laughs> um, they told me that sometimes they'll go upstairs at night to just check around everything, and they'll hear someone on a typewriter typing, yeah. like specifically a typewriter. Oh. Yeah, and then they'll look around and no one will be there. So it's just known that the sound of a typewriter is. And just- like, who has a typewriter anymore? Exactly. Oh man, just imagine like a hundred years from now, like oh the you know the security guard would go to this floor in the specific building, and you can hear someone tapping on their phone. Exactly. I, I mean, wonder if there's going to be the shift of ghost stories. We even mentioned yeah. it, like ghosts with like top messy buns and like handlebar mustaches. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's interesting because you really hear ghost stories of like, um, you know older older ghosts you know you think about like colonial ghosts so it's like you don't like you never hear stories of a ghost popping up and like you know <laughs> you know like you don't <laughs> yeah so that would that sort of wraps up the uh the clara bow yeah that's but that's so yeah like bryce said i mean that's amazing that you had someone i love it when i hear stories of like more than one people being in a room and all of them yeah. hear, see, and feel something that is out of the ordinary. It just validates it. That's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it, so it like, I can still hear her voice calling my name. Today. It really does. Like, <laughs> it's so cool though. I'm like, Oh, that's awesome that I have that in my head. But, but that's so cool because I, I you built rapport going there. I'm sure whatever's there knows you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, also food for thought as well like wow they probably know your you know what you like to eat for lunch what you wore the 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 day before and they definitely know your name which is really 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 interesting yeah it's uh i actually spoke to um la has this uh really famous medium here her name's linda spellman and so i had i was having like a session with her and working with her and i asked her um i sort of asked her about you know the ghosts and whatnot and why or spirits and why they co- they why they go to certain people like why why me and not someone else and she was basically saying um, it's like you know you're like a lighthouse in the dark you know they're they're looking for someone who has their light turned on and if you believe in it and you're more willing to accept these things it's like you have your light turned on and they're gonna head towards you so, yeah I, I found that interesting you know so well, experience a wonderful yeah a wonderful description because I get people too they're like well I don't believe in it and I'm like well why usually it's because like they just really don't believe in those things or they're like well I just haven't had it happen to me so there we are and it's because they're closed off and they're not I guess their third eye is not not open to that yet so when it is it's like it's go time (laughs) (laughs) but that's that's so cool that yeah you're open to it and you're pretty you're not jumpy with it you're like okay I'm here to listen uh just don't freak me out. No matokas when touch me, you know. Um, have you had any anything, whatever presence was around you, be physical with you? Um, I not on the lots specifically. Um, mm-hmm. As I've been doing the haunted Hollywood TikToks for sure. Um, <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, That's damn. Good. Okay, we'll get we'll, we'll get to that soon. We'll get, we'll get to we're yeah. Gonna, we're gonna put a pin on it because <laughs> we, we still need it. We still got our fanny packs and our, our sneakers. We're ready to go walk around this this lot with you. Yeah, <laughs> there's, so much, there's so much. Um, so I'll sort of stay on this area of the lot. So like the old RKO pictures. Um, and we'll talk about stage 19, which oh, is very notorious for being haunted by the little girl from Poltergeist, Heather O'Rourke. No. Whoa. 
say is you can hear her running above on the catwalks above the stage and like laughing. Um, Stop <laughs> it. It's crazy. And it's, I think it's because she was on Happy Days for a little bit and that was around the oh, time wow. before she passed and Happy Days was filmed on that stage. Um, so I don't know if she just had a good time with it or if it is residual. Um, we're not really sure, but um, the crew, while we were filming, because we filmed on that stage, of course, like I got stage four and I got 19. I was like, every time we filmed, it was like on an awesome stage. I was like, yes, here we go. Um, and the crew experienced a lot of weird stuff. Um, the, the craft service crew, they heard their names being called all the time. Um, there was a bathroom on stage and someone actually claimed that the bathroom mirror would fog up. Like, just like very interesting nope. things. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so wild. Um, but yeah, that, that's actually the stage where they shot Citizen Kane. So it really is like the oldest. Oh, damn. Wow. Snap, damn. So I can only imagine like, and, and people like know it, they know the legends. So actually like if you go around to the back rooms, they'll have stuff like written to like freak you out. Like I'm okay. here, where are you? Like, like st- the, the crew like likes sure. people, yeah. Um, but it was, it was interesting being in there. Um, I I went in there one night because I'm insane. <laughs> I pulled out my phone and I asked some questions and I didn't really get anything. Um, I was also with two other people, so it could have just been maybe too much. But mm. um, I didn't I didn't get anything on there. So I don't know. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's. I, I if you Google it, I think people have stories. Actually, there's like a Reddit thread. People like have stories. Wow. Oh my god, we're gonna have to cover that, like go more in depth. But that I had no idea that that she still lingers there. That's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then so now we'll, I'm gonna make my way up like down the road, um, a little <laughs> bit to Lucille Ball's dressing room. Yeah. Oh hell yes. Yes. So this was the whole, um, they call it the Desi Lou part of Paramount because it was Desi and Lucille Ball's like offices and dressing rooms. Um, and so her dressing room is still intact. Her office is still intact. It's, um, if you guys are around the lot, it's this tall building that's very slim and it has like vines going up. It's gorgeous, like vines of flowers. It's right wow. in front of the garden. Um, and so um, I know someone who worked on a show and their coordinator was in, the, the, their office was near Lucy's office. And late at night, they could smell cigarette smoke coming from her. No. And, yeah. Um, she's definitely still around. Absolutely. Oh, believe that. I mean, I she lived that lot so much. It was her life. You know, I, I can only imagine that's where she would go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then right next to her dressing room, there's a building called shocking. It's called the ball building. <laughs> <laughs> and that is actually where a lot of people have had crazy experiences. A lot of guards don't go in there. It used to be an old entrance on the side of the building called the Gower entrance. And they've moved the Gower entrance since to next door to that building. Um, but in the meantime, it was actually our offices, one of our offices from the show I did. We got like the best buildings. It was like, they just picked all the haunted buildings and gave it to us on our show. <laughs> okay, so it has um, consistent activity, disembodied voices, footsteps. Um, it's really creepy at nighttime. Actually, a lot of people they tell you that you shouldn't have your office in there if you were very easily scared because um, there have been a lot of um, reports of violently moving furniture. Is oh, a really wow. Big, yeah, which is, like, crazy. I mean, to move furniture, that's a big amount of energy. Yeah. You have to yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was always fun kind of walking around there. It, it's a couple floors, so I'm not sure which floor necessarily is the worst, but I know that that's kind of, like, 
that's kind of like the last choice for offices. <laughs> I love that they're like, well, if you scare easily, you know, the furniture, it's uh, moving violently. Like, that's not a me problem. That, that's... <laughs> Like, yes, I'm scared, but it's moving violently? Like, okay, sure. I'll take that corner office. Like, no, thank you. Like, what do you what do you even do if your couch just moves violently? Like, I, I who do you call? I don't even know. Like, <laughs> you can just I say think that. at that point, that's when you, like, take your desk plant and just, like, silently exit the office. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm not doing you this. all of your stuff and just calmly walk away. <laughs> thank you. This has been such a great opportunity. I will not be staying. Thank you. Well, you could sell it as the room that, like, constantly likes to violently feng shui a lot, you yeah. know, or make it. Make it the intern quarters. <laughs> this is what happens when you're an intern at Paramount. You're and not you know it's only watch. happening when you're like on the phone with your boss. So you just have to like keep a straight face and be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you're on a meeting and you have to act really calm about it. Yeah. Chair yeah. is shaking violently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah. So we have that building, and then um, also near there, like this this area of the lot is super super haunted. But there's um, one called the Hall Building. Um, and the hall building is known for a lot of poltergeist activity. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. So, you know, some, some is more residual, but this is definitely more poltergeist. Um, let me see. Okay. So the hall building, um, I have had records of people that I know experiencing moving objects, lights turning on and off, you know, the usual, sure. um, the elevator breaks down randomly. And one of the biggest stories that they have from it is that um, actual supplies will, will fall, not fall, but get thrown off of desks. And one was a stapler. So it was like, I mean, the stapler is big, you know, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> energy to move it. Um, and it's definitely um, a female spirit. Again, with the females, you know, a lot of female activity because people in the building, they sense and they smell it's a female spirit. Wow. Uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So apparently she's very angry. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure why. Um, but yeah, once I heard the stapler story, that was actually when I worked on Grace and Frankie, I was like investigating and I was like, who do we know in that building? And someone was like, well, I heard a stapler got thrown in there. And I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like, want to know what to do if a stapler gets thrown at you from a desk. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is that is insane. And, and I guess this woman doesn't have a name. She's just I guess she's just called the woman in, in that building, huh? Yeah, the woman in the hall building. Um, wow. Yeah. So, actually, is it Hall or Hart? Actually, maybe I should Google that. I'm, I was pretty sure maybe it's Hart. It's it's H A something. It's okay. four letters H A something. I'm pretty sure it's Hall. Um, but it's right across from Stage 19. It's like <gasps> stories. So it's all within that area. Wow. Yes. Um, let's. We'll take a little, a little tour, <laughs> a little tour yeah. from from the like from visual. the poltergeist buildings. <laughs> it's so funny because when I would drive, um, when I would drive like casting crew to set, I would actually give them like a, I would offer like, do you want a ghost tour on the way to set? And they'd be like, sure. And I would take them around and be like, this is no. and this is like, they like That's loved amazing. it. They were like, how do you know all this information? Like I just ask people. I everybody yeah. loves to tell these stories. Um, so actually, let me plug in my computer it's right here i always wonder if it's uh, the same energy in those two locations that circulate around the lot that could also be a hypothesis as well like who knows but also wondering if that's like we've talked about this uh with zachariah the witch like mm. the the uh i guess 
the theory of the tulpa, where it's just like energy that has been created by our minds, like all that frustration and anger and broken dreams, like you said too, Nicole, like if it's manifested or created something there to create that chaos as a reflection of what people felt on that property. So that could oh, yeah. be a that could be another hypothesis as to what's caught or what's behind all that, you know? Oh yeah. And actually, um, like as we talk about these next stages, a really, really big reason why I think Paramount is haunted is because it directly sits next to Hollywood forever cemetery. That's so true. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is true. Just one wall and then it's Paramount. <laughs> <laughs> They're like on the same grounds. It's absolutely insane. So I, I think that that might also be a really big factor. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I almost forgot about that. That's great. <laughs> that they do share a wall. And then I guess, yeah, you'll eventually share the story of uh, security guards seeing people walking through that wall. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I swear those poor guards, like, I don't even know what they go through. I mean, they must enjoy it. I don't They have to. I've never heard anything of violent spirits at Paramount. So I, it must just be like fun, you know? Yeah. yeah. They're like, this better be worth my 401k, man. Exactly. <laughs> I'm ready to retire soon. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if I was a guard, I'd be like, I've seen enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, so uh, three of the stages that mirror or like are, are against the wall with Hollywood forever um, are the stages where this is us is filmed, which are, I believe it's 29 or no, it's 30, oh. 31, 32. It's um, a group of like two or three stages right next to each other. It's right next oh, to the wow. stage. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so, um, and um, those, it's like the crew experiences a lot of stuff, a lot of um, objects disappearing. Like you go to look for it, it's gone. Um, lights turning on and off the classic, poltergeist activity um mm -hmm. but the probably the eeriest legend i've heard is that like a decade ago la got hit with some really heavy rainfall and it actually flooded everything and it liquefied the soil in hollywood forever oh. cemetery and so the coffins actually slid underneath the wall into the basement uh -huh. <laughs> no. that is that the eeriest my... legend i've heard <laughs> i I have two other nightmares, but that is now my third nightmare. That is <laughs> horrifying. I like that is, honestly, I think I would just, like, just take me now. That's it. I can't fight this anymore. I would have no choice but to peacefully pass away at that point. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, just fold your hands on your chest and become one with the coffin tsunami. The coffin tsunami. Like, what? I can't believe that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Yeah, that I is I think that probably horrifying. sparks a lot of the activity. Yeah, yeah. Imagine uh, guards having to stay guarding outside of the basement. Um, <laughs> Imagine discovering that. That would be like I know. You wouldn't even know what to think. Where did these come from? Like, <laughs> hey, did you did you say that the poltergeist uh, coffins weren't they donated to that one museum? Yeah. Oh gosh. Props. Did you order a bunch of coffins? <laughs> They're very real. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't, I could not imagine. Um, absolutely insane. And so also to, on the subject of stages, another really haunted stage is stage 25. <gasps> so the story that I heard was that it's haunted by Lucille Ball's um, costume designer. What? Yes. And oh no. um, this is actually a really horrible story, but he went to go work on some stuff on stage and he had a heart attack and died. <gasps> 
Um, but the problem was that it was like a few days before Christmas. So everybody was on Christmas break. So they didn't find him until everybody came back. Oh no. Yeah. So that's big reason of why they believe that that is her costume designer who haunts the, the wow. stage. Oh uh, my God. Yeah, that is, that's horrific. So I can only imagine the stuff that happens. Um, but stage 25 is a big one that people talk about on the lot. So what do people experience there? Like, is it just the same thing? Like lights go on and off or do they see an apparition of a man or uh, people automatically have their costume racks organized in that room? (laughs) (laughs) That would be a great... It'd be a fantastic (laughs) ghost to have. (laughs) That would be awesome. But no, I believe it's just the usual, just like lights turning on and off. Um, I'm sure sure some of them sense a male presence, which is probably Mm -hmm. why they went towards him. Um, Because it's interesting, you know, to say that you sense a presence, sometimes people just know, you know, it's like, it's like when you're in the grocery store and you sent, you know, that there's just like a man or woman behind you. It's just kind of that, that feeling. You yeah. Know? That's like, your, that's your psyche. Like telling you, your gut telling you, Hey, there's a, there's a man coming towards you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> is he cute? <laughs> <laughs> is he cute? Or, is That's the question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So stage 25, I mean, that's, it's I just couldn't imagine I couldn't imagine just I'm just shook I mean a lot of these stories I'm hearing for the first time but I had no idea about Lucille Ball's costume designer that is insane oh poor soul I love that it's such like a oral tradition that's like passed sort of yeah through generations of people who are working at the studio like I I just love that you've like crafted these or like collected these I guess from like other people who are like experiencing and like you're all like in it together it's like Sort of this beautiful, like, oral history of, like, yeah. the the lots, in a way. Yeah, that's, exactly. And I think it's awesome. awesome to know people. You know, it's like, yeah. Um, I met a lot of really cool, uh, you know, Warner Brothers and Paramount workers through this. Because everybody loves to tell a good ghost story, you know? Everybody loves it. That's everybody what we always it. say, is, like, as soon as you meet someone, if you're, like, ballsy enough to bring it up, I guarantee they have a story. Like, they hey, do. That like anytime we bring it up, someone's always like, "Oh, I don't believe in that." But this one thing that happened, like, yeah, yes. okay, there it is. Okay. Yes. <laughs> exactly. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Even if you're like, a complete non-believer skeptic, like you have a story that didn't quite make sense. Like you can't really? can't justify scientifically. You know, you're like, well, this kind of, this kind of happened, so I don't know. Um, and I love hearing the story. It, it just it yeah. it makes it a little more personal without having to get too personal. You know. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And I just love it. And also, I feel like a lot of the times on lots, security guards and like construction workers and whatnot, they don't really get, you know, people kind of gloss over them, you know? Yeah. So I feel like when you take the moment and stop and say like, hey, let's talk, like, let's have a conversation. It's like the best thing you can do because they always have the coolest stories. Yeah. Yeah. They see everything. Oh, trust me. They know and see everything. They're like, (laughs) yeah, people ignore us, but they always forget that we're there. That's what's so funny is if you think about, like, right, we are sort of taught, especially before you move to L.A., you only see the celebrities. And they're on interviews, and you're like, oh, this is Hollywood. Like, Hollywood is, like, the best director nominees and all the best actors. And, like, yeah, they might be on set for even a really long film or television shoot. They might be there for a couple of months. The people who are, like, the meat and potatoes of the lot, they are there for decades working and like you had even said like pouring their lives mm-hmm. into this craft it's like that's where you get like the the juice i guess of these stories and like 
yeah, of course, like everyone has a celebrity story too, but ultimately, like that is not what is making the film industry run. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. Every time the Oscars, the Emmys are on, I always say that for every nominee, there are four or five people underneath them in therapy. Like it's oh, just hundred percent. It's just a fact. <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's so much. And again, that yeah, like you said, it, it kind of sparks the whole why everything is so it could be so haunted or you know spiritual mm. activity. It just is like it's just the grounds for a great haunting. Yeah, and even if you know, <laughs> of course, there are like horror stories, but there's also these stories, like you were saying, where it's like just because someone wasn't being like abused by their boss, that's still a relationship that they're in with someone for. 20 plus years yeah it's like a working relationship but as we all know like the more you're working in these kinds of environments like you're getting fitted for a costume and you're like so i'm getting divorced or whatever it ends up being it's like this very personal thing that you're engaging with the same person for decades like that's an energy that's being released just be like in theory maybe there's someone who's not being abused by their superior i would assume mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely there are and and um you know, like you said, it's it, it comes in other ways. Like if you have yeah. a boss, that's it, awesome. That's you know, it, it it is rare in the industry to have a a great you know phenomenal boss. Yeah. But um, you're still dedicating so much of your life that you you miss out on having a lot of things that people outside of the industry have. You know, yeah. so it's just so much so much dedication. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Gosh, um, yeah, it's I I, I can only imagine like. Just the stories that people have, which is why I like to ask. You know, I, I like to just ask, "What have you? What have you experienced?" It's always, it's always the people underneath them. It's true. That's how it was in our, in our, well, our current, well, our past jobs now. <laughs> but at our uh, old job, we would always talk to the assistants, to students, and to our security guard because, like, there were things that would happen around campus, even after school hours, that would circulate throughout our work and. It would slowly come into my department, which is the costume department, and that's how, like, you know, we we even started our podcast. It was like, oh, we collected yeah. all these stories, and a lot of these stories were coming from security guards, you know, that would capture things on their camera, and they would try to investigate it, and they're like, I can't even come up with the reason as to why I saw this shadow figure of a man popping out of this corner, you know? They're like, I thought someone broke in, and boom, there, no one was there. So yeah, it's always. It's always good to have that connection with individuals, especially strangers, because you never know what kind of stories they might share with you in the long run. Oh, for sure. And also, um, I know that there are two security guards at Warner Bros. who are actually paranormal investigators. No way! (laughs) For years. I'll walk up to a random guard and be like, do you know any guards that are paranormal investigators? (laughs) And I'll be like, no, I might have to, like, ask around. But I know that there are because those two investigators were actually able to investigate stage four Mm -hmm. after the Conjuring film there. Damn. Um, yeah, and they have like actual evidence. So I need to like I need to do some research on on you know these people, but I know that some of the security guards actually are investigators themselves, and they have access to every portion of these lots. They're lucky. Yeah. That's that is like its own television show. That's true. Ghost Hunters. Yeah, the the two guys. Uh, they would uh, they were you know plumbers and by day and by night they're investigators. So yeah. It is so cool. I mean, yeah, honestly, that would be a great idea for a show. Throwing out there for anyone, like, have some security guards at one of the lots just ghost hunt. And, oh, my gosh, all the legends that would come out. Um, That's awesome. That's okay. awesome. 
Um, this one's very, very short, but just the DeMille building um, named after, is it is Cecile de, I forgot what it is. Cecile. Cecil B. DeMille. Thank you, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was not sure how to pronounce his name. Um, yeah, so a security guard actually haunts that building. So a lot of the times when like security guards hear that other security guards are haunting buildings, sometimes they won't even go check it out. They're like, it's already being taken care of. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, um, which is really nice, I think. Um, and then, oh, okay, so here's... Here's where I actually learned a lot about the other side of the lot from uh, some construction workers who have been working at Paramount for decades. Um, one, do, you, do you know the fountain and the Paramount gates that are very famous? They say Paramount. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that used, used to actually be the gates used to be the old main entrance. So everything in front of that used to actually be a main road, like part of LA. Um, and now it's just a walkway with more offices across it. And the fountain wasn't there either. So um, there's a building kind of like diagonal from the gates and let's see it's called the Valentino building um and that building before it became part of Paramount was an apartment building so there were actual people who lived in it um and I don't think it was like the best of environments so a lot of people died you know a lot of a lot of like overdoses a lot of this so it was it was not yeah, yeah um a very dark history already and then Paramount bought it out and um the construction worker was telling me that they had to actually evict a lot of people, like physically hold oh them Oh my out. God. Yeah. So it just already has like the worst energy. Um, oh so he God. says he goes in there, it's just like not, it's just not a good time in there. And I'm actually curious if I wasn't able to meet anybody who worked in the building, but how the environment is like, do people get angry? Do they react? Yeah. You know, I would love to hear about it. Um, but yeah. Valentino, I heard had a lot of stuff going on and it was not great. Um, heard full body apparitions I've heard you know things again being thrown like a lot a lot of just like very violent activity mm-hmm. um but no one being like physically hurt which is good that's always a good thing Ooh, that that is a good thing as long as it doesn't get physical doesn't harm people then we're all good in the hood yeah absolutely but that is oh my god that is so sad that they had to do that oh my goodness yeah it's very very dark absolutely um so uh. I imagine but um they the construction worker said that it's just like you when you go in there to do stuff you just know that like someone doesn't want you in there you just want to leave yeah yeah something sure don't belong here please get out um i wonder what were the ages of the uh of the residents that they were evicting were they elderly or were they young or um probably probably middle-aged like adult i would say okay yeah, I don't think it necessarily was like towards a certain age group. It was just more just like a normal apartment building in Hollywood, you know, like Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. People. Yeah. Welcome um, to Hollywood. Welcome to Hollywood. <laughs> exactly. Um Okay. Yeah, that one's crazy. Oh, and then another building he told me about that they honestly just don't go in is the Schulberg building. Um oh. I know I talked about that in one of my TikToks, but there's basically when you walk into the Paramount Gates if you go to the left, there's a really cute garden area um, that's very old. It actually has the windows to Alfred Hitchcock's old office. You can oh, see. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and so, and just mostly production, or not, yeah, production companies will be in there. So it's not as busy as like the other parts of the lot. Um, and in there, there's something called the, Sh- the Schulberg Building. And that, I can definitely say I've gotten probably one of the more eeriest 
Like I had, you know, I'd have to drive by on a golf cart at night to get to one of our stages. And uh, I hated it. It just felt like if I looked at the window, someone was going to be standing there. I just, oh God! <laughs> I did not like it. Um, and he actually said that he does not go in there at all. <laughs> he, will, he will not go in there and work. So, um, I I have no idea what sparked that to happen. Like, Oof. but I just know that when I think when it gets bad enough to the point where people just won't go in the building, it has to be just frightening. Because these are like, these are like, I don't know, like. Right, like, it's literally their job to go into that building. And they're like, no, I won't be doing that. (laughs) You're like, no, send someone else. I will not be a part of this. I'm (laughs) I'm taking an early lunch break, so. Oh, my gosh. So, like, even, like, walking by. and Because I'm usually pretty adventurous when it comes to, like, discover. Like, I, I had access to the lot, so I'd walk around and, you know, do some investigating. Um, but I, I could never do that building for some reason. I just did not. Wow. Didn't like and it. Who, do you know who once worked there? Or I don't know, is it possible if someone may have died there as well? Or you don't know anything else in connection to that building? I don't. But I do know that the surrounding buildings, um, so I mean, they were obviously really old because Alfred Hitchcock, you know, his, his office was there. But um, the buildings around there were almost used as like, cast dressing room slash apartments because from what I had heard was since it is so old that in the day when paparazzi was really bad in in front of the gates that no one could actually leave physically so sometimes the cast would actually stay in these like they were almost like apartments in that area so I'm wondering if it just happened to be someone's apartment or it you know it's just where someone would stay all the time um or someone had a really there maybe there was an actress or actor that had a very horrible experience in the industry and that was their place i'm not entirely sure but i know that's kind of what the area was used for at the time mm-hmm. oh wow oh my goodness <laughs> and it was next to you said the alfred uh hitchcock office too or yeah so it's it's it, when you walk in the main gates like so there's a fountain you walk in the gate uh-huh and just directly take a left and you'll hit this like really beautiful garden area um and it's pretty much the center building with the stairs leading up is the Schulberg building. Okay. And there'll be a little plaque that says, this is it. The Schulberg right. building. <laughs> <laughs> when life opens back up again. That's like the one thing that I wish I had more of with, um, with like showing, you know, my followers on TikTok more about the lot. Cause all I have are videos that I have taken in the past couple of years, not videos now. Um, because, they, now when you go onto the lot, you, you have to like test with them. You have to have a reason to be there. So it's, it's always a little more difficult now. Like you, I couldn't just walk around like I did before and freely investigate any building, <laughs> <laughs> probably breaking and entering some of those buildings. Yeah. Yeah. That old thing. <laughs> um, okay. So if you were to keep walking through these gates all the way down, um, in between stages 17 and 18, there is a building of building 213. Um, and this is one of the older buildings again, but it's strictly offices. Um, it's strictly like production offices for all of these things, um, all these projects. And someone told me that they used to work in building 213. And I'm pretty sure she worked in um, like the writer's room area. So she, I think she stayed later than the rest of them, like almost like a script coordinator, like trying to like get the script out. And so it was just, it's just normal for her to stay late nights. Um, and she would actually hear so many like little laughters and hellos all the time. 
And it she just became normal for her. She's like, after a while, I just was like, I have to work. Like, let's stop. And it, it was just normal where she would be the only one in the building. And she would hear laughter and hellos all the time, which is freaky. <laughs> oh, no. Laughter. I, I, to me, that would be the most sinister, like, haunting yeah. that you can go yeah. through is hearing laughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. No. It's like... I, I don't know if I could do, I mean, I guess if you have no choice, it's like, okay, well, I guess we're just going to get through this, but oh my God, I couldn't, I, I would be out. <laughs> Me too. Out. It's like, it's like a laughter. It's like, why are you laughing? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So 213 is a big one. And then um, that kind of leads us to pretty much my last big thing at Paramount, which is the biggest one, which is New York Street. Um, oh yes, I've heard about New York Street, but I haven't heard like specific stories. Oh but yeah, I'm- there was a guard. Like this is this is probably one of the biggest stories at Paramount. There was a guard that was walking down New York Street monitoring, and he saw a man who was walking down the street. And this was at night. He's called after him, was like, "Hey, why are you here?" And the man didn't answer. He walked towards the wall, which was leading into Hollywood Forever Cemetery. He turned around and smiled at the guard and then walked through the wall. Went back to the office and was I just saw a man walk through the wall, and they actually showed him a picture of Rudolph Valentino, and he said, No! Yeah, so he actually saw Rudolph Valentino himself. Um, Rudy! It's like, they just see people all the time. It's absolutely crazy, because that's like the hot spot, because that's right Right. where the mausoleum at Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Oh my God! And then New York City Street. So... These people just walk, or these spirits just walk in between the wall all the time. So the guards just, it's just a thing. When you work there, you're going to see someone on New York Street. Oh, my gosh. Is that guard still working there today? Or was that night, like, the night he was like, I'm going to turn in my badge. I heard that he was like, that's enough for me. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is cool. I mean, Rudolph Valentino just smiled at you and walked through a wall. I mean, that's awesome. I know. Like, fruity. Yeah, like, that's cool, but... take my breath away <laughs> oh my goodness um yeah so that kind of wraps up like as much as what I know I know that people have other stories like it's like every building in itself is yeah. so old absolutely yeah there have to be so many more stories I haven't even heard of it's it's so cool but it's I don't know it's almost a little too because it really depends on the story but a lot of tragedy you know that's true. A lot of energy. And, and Bryce and I have even, you know, talked about this, too. Like, we've been presented with the question a lot. Like, why do you think theaters are haunted? Well, it's because the stage absorbs so much emotion. You know, I feel like, you know, as performers and people yep. of the industry, like actors, we're we're so creative, but also we are so in tune with our emotions that we express them on that stage and that stage absorbs it, you know, and I'm sure on a film set, you, you're going to feel all that anger. And then when you go on stage, it's like, okay, the show must go on. It's like, it's going to be happy. It's going to be a little more positive, but yeah, I mean, compared to Warner brothers, Paramount does seem like it just takes the cake or it's being in a very, very, very intense environment. But yeah, it's, it, it affects you a little bit more than Warner bros. I feel like Warner bros is very lighthearted. Yeah. it's just more, way more intense, you know? May I ask you, like, uh, in between the two, were there ever any nights that you would go home and just feel drained? Uh, like, say, like, oh, God, I, I felt more drained working in Paramount as I did in Warner Brothers. Like, 
not like in response to the, I guess the, the workload. Cause of course, yeah, you're going to feel drained, but like emotionally, like, I don't know. We had a bit of a late day today, like in that one lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely a huge difference with the two. I know, um, you know, maybe not everybody has the same experience, but Paramount, I honestly like, it's a really fun lot to learn about, but I never really have a good time working on it. And I, mm-hmm. I think it, because I'm so sensitive to that energy, I think it really does affect me. Um, whereas Warner Bros, I love Warner Brothers like my home. Like I go back there all the time. I, you know, I, I would love staying there late and walking around. Whereas Paramount was more of just like, okay, like <laughs> who has a Xanax? Like you know, like someone like, oh um, yeah, we need help or you know, like that type of thing. Just a lot of like, a lot of more chaotic energy, I guess, is like the the best term for Paramount. Um, it's just so much history and so much energy. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, and they were very strict too. Like, I mean, they're part of the the big five back in the day, and they yeah. were they were people to the bone there. Them, Universal, and Warner Brothers. So I can I can imagine. My goodness. Yeah, and I actually, I mean, I I haven't ever I haven't been able to investigate the Fox lot, but I I did hear that Fox has the mo- has like yes the angriest spirit. Yes, we. And- we can we can definitely say that there is something there I mean our our friend I'm pulling up her her story Jessica Jensen we uh interviewed her she works on the Fox lot and she can confirm uh that there's a lot of ghosts there there's the building that she works in that has a lot of activity and like you like she goes and asks people like if they've had experiences and sure enough, she's like, yeah, even the people that are skeptics, man, they have something. And um, but nothing is really documented. They don't have a, a Nicole Martin to go around and collect these stories yet. So maybe you need to go there, Nicole, and work on Fox. They just get hired at Fox. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, because Fox was like, a, I heard that that was the most like, uh, like physically active spirits and like, yeah, it would. I'm like, how can it be any worse than Paramount? Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. Uh, you know, I I don't know if I would go insane. Um, well, that's well, that's what was said in um in our friend's story that she would go into the break room and things would move on their own in the break room, fly off the counters. So yeah, I I can't imagine it does get a little Look, physical. Move there. The you want, but if you <laughs> my coffee in the break room, we will have a problem exercise that shit right out hell no <laughs> don't mess with raisin his coffee especially if you're very good we're kiki if you touch my coffee i'm gonna get real exercising you're not gonna like it <laughs> no so um now that we've covered uh the paramount and Warner brothers stories you mentioned that you've had a couple of personal encounters while doing your own TikTok, uh, I guess, virtual walkthroughs of LA. Mm-hmm. So I, maybe if you have a little more time, we have a little more time right now, if you can share with us like some of the most interesting and unexplainable moments while recording your TikToks at these haunted locations. Like, what did you feel? What did you oh, experience? Yes, um, and then I have like a like little fun story after that's kind oh, of- Oh, perfect. Yes, We're all about fun. fun. Okay, so um, the first one that I had an experience at, I had a friend with me to, who was like a witness. Um, we actually, it's when we went and got footage at, um, uh, which cemetery was it? 
it was for Forest Lawn. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Forest Lawn Cemetery, um, right across from Warner Brothers, the mm-hmm. Hollywood Hills one. And so I was walking down the stairs and um, I, I'm, I'm all about like graveyard etiquette. I was raised in Connecticut, like where like there's like old, old graves and, you know, you don't step on graves. You just you stay silent around them. Like graveyard etiquette is it. And so I, I really like to follow graveyard etiquette. And we were walking down the stairs and I think it might have been the one time that my graveyard etiquette slipped because my friend was like, oh, my God, look at how gorgeous this grave is. And I was on my phone texting. And I was like, oh, I'm sure it is. And I fell down the stairs, all of them. It was like, oh my <laughs> it was God. like I landed right on my ankle and I just laid there and I was like, I'm sorry, I deserved that. <laughs> she was laughing so hard. She was like, did something just push you down the stairs? I was like, I'm 100% sure something didn't. I'm totally okay with that because that was my bad. Like, uh. <laughs> and I think it, was right, it was right where that grave was where she was like, that is so pretty. And I was like, oh, like I was like on my phone. <laughs> Do you know who the, who the grave belonged to? No, no, I don't. It was, um, it wasn't anybody in particular. I believe it was in a different language on the gravestone. Um, Oh, wow. Either way, I was like, I apologized immediately. I was like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Not mean to offend you. Um, So I definitely took the hit on that one. Um, And then um, when I, and again, when I go to like these locations, it's always, it's always weird finding the line between like making sure I'm respectful while doing so. Um, you know what I mean? Like just, just staying quiet, stay, minding my business, not, not, you know, instigating spirits or up in people's property. Um, I just kind of want to give like an inside scoop because some people are just, I'm, I'm a very visual person. I like to see it in front of me. Totally. Uh-huh. And so a big one that I'm actually going to do a video on soon is Sharon Tate's house. And, um, up in on Cielo Drive. So. Oh yeah, I know. I know someone. <laughs> Actually, we are friends with David Oman, who lives 150 feet yeah. away from there. So unfortunately, you won't be able to see the house. It was torn down. You'll see a gate, but it's not the original gate. But you can walk up and uh, up and down Cielo Drive, and you might run into. The whole area is creepy. Yeah, yeah. you you yeah. might run into David if he sees you. Um, if you see a crazy guy, crazy Jewish guy coming out, like, hey, have you seen my movie? Then that's him. Uh, but uh, the neighbors there just be very cautious because they like they, they get so annoyed with people like driving up and down. It's a very it's a very tough street to drive. Well, it's easy to drive towards the gate, but then to reverse back and out of Cielo is going to be a very big trek. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend for anybody who wants to go see it. And I know like David has a sign out outside of his garage for like his movie. Um, cause he knows people go up there. Um, but I would recommend parking at the bottom of yes. and taking a very silent, respectful walk up to, and you can thank you. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yes. Yeah, the neighbors don't really seem to mind that. And that's, that's what I did. I park right down there. There's room, just, you know, park your car and then walk up. Um, and it, I know the gate's not original, but what, a really creepy fact is that the telephone pole next yes, to is the, one the Manson followers climbed to cut the electricity. Oh. That is still there. Yep, you're um, right. Yeah. <laughs> and there, and I actually did the Omen House because I'm a huge fan of ghost adventures, and so good. So yes. crazy is, um, you know, we said okay, we're gonna go to the Omen House, and then we're gonna watch this episode of Ghost Adventures because my friend hadn't seen it. And, and so we went by the Omen house, you know, I took, I took footage of like his sign with like the, you know, his movie. And, um, and when we went home and watched the, um, interviews that, you know, there was, uh, one of the biggest paranormal investigators, he said he had gone to the house and gotten sick 24 hours later at home, like two hands were twisting his stomach. And for some reason, I have no idea why, but in the middle of that episode, I ran to the restroom and I was throwing up. 
And oh, wow. my friend, we had eaten the same things all day. Like she would have been sick too. And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, that just hit me out of nowhere. Like I had like fever. Like I was like on the floor of my bathroom, like oh my, my stomach was in knots. And I was like, it was the Omen house. I know it was like, I know I went up there and it, it hit something. And that's, it was like around the, a similar time when we were watching the episode where the guy was talking about it. And she was like, yeah. that is the biggest thing I've ever heard. Um, it, it hit me out of nowhere. And then not like no lie. Two hours later, I was totally fine. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, Dr. Barry Taff. And yeah, he would uh, refuses to go there. Uh, he would get sick and go through all sorts of things. But I think also too, like, like doing more research on the location, I think it's because it's Benedict Canyon. And also David's house is this major conductor of electric magnetic fields that can possibly get you sick. Like I would come out of there even with migraines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And feeling like my, I don't know, like my, everything was just off kilter, my balance, everything. So I, it does it does do something to you physically and in some ways mentally, but I don't know if it could be paranormal or something very, very scientific to the earth there. But Benedict is Yeah. That whole canyon is weird. It's just a weird canyon. <laughs> now do you know if David does tours of the Omen House? Because I've heard I've been trying to do a tour then I'm not sure if he does or not. So uh he used to do tours, uh, because of the pandemic, it stopped. Um, I know the last one he did, I think was before December. Um, I've been, I've been going there recently because I'm one of his friends now, but I think the only people yet that he does allow are people that he's known for years. Um, hopefully I think by the next, by next year, he'll slowly start to do the tours. But as of now, yeah. Oh yeah. That's uh, with the pandemic, but he yeah. does like in a in a in a norm back when we get back to like a somewhat normal world oh absolutely like, yeah I always tell people do a tour of his house like that's, <laughs> that's the closest that you're gonna come to experiencing anything paranormal or closely paranormal to what occurred there um and as a little tidbit when I was there uh for uh the 51st anniversary I met Patty Negri of Ghost Adventures the psychic okay. And Stefan Brigatti, who's a really great paranormal investigator, he's also the host of Darkest Hour. Mm. And both of them were telling me they're like, they were like, yeah, we picked up that Susan Atkins still walks up and down Cielo Drive because people know like Susan Atkins passed away. I think she had cancer, and one of the psychics, I believe it was Patty, like she said, yeah, like I. I've seen her walk up and down. I've seen her walk up and down and she tries to go into David's house, but whatever's in David's house, it's not letting her in. Wow. So yeah, but that has been confirmed by both of them that they have seen the ghost of Sp Susan Atkins still wandering up and down Cielo drive. That is so, that is so cool. I mean, the whole, the whole area is just so much energy. Yeah. It is. It's, it's, it's a unique energy, and if you're very, and I'm sure you felt it too, if you're very, very uh, sensitive, you're going to feel very fuzzy in that area. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so you definitely felt sick after after walking, you know, in and out of Cielo Drive, you felt something and watching yeah. that episode. So that's so something physical. That was the other thing you felt physical. Were there any other occurrences where you were like, what the hell was that? Who touched my hair? Who tapped my shoulder? Um, um, luckily, nothing beyond that yet. Um, I'm, I'm hoping it's because I I definitely like walk in there with like 
you know, like I have protection around me, like no one can yeah. harm me. I will not yeah. harm you. We will have a mutual understanding so here. And yeah. I think that really so does help. Yeah. Um, so I, I recommend anybody who don't go who goes to these locations sort of does something like that. Like say it in your head or out loud or just like just an understanding of what you're walking. So into. crucial. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is that that's great that you have that mentality because I mean I've I've even gone to his house and I've seen people in some ways disrespected too and other places. Uh, I guess they copy too much of what they see on TV and they feel like that's the way to approach us approach it and it's not like that. So yeah. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm always like, if you go to like a place where murders happen, don't take a selfie. Like, don't take a picture. Like, right. <laughs> like I don't get that. I, I don't get that. that. <laughs> um, just, just be like, respectful about it and just sort of take it in. You know. Yeah. There, there are a lot of people that are so obsessed with that, and I'm just like, why? <laughs> why? I don't understand. But yeah, no, that's true. I like your approach. I really do. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. Yes, thank you. For- sitting down with us and and sharing ghost stories this is so amazing are we going to see a book eventually coming coming out soon of i worked at paramount and warner brother you're like in a black turtleneck and it's black and white your hair is tied back i'm so here for it i could talk about it all day just (laughs) any and all of these stories are just incredible well they're phenomenal like um I guess you could drop your your social media guys follow Nicole Nicole do you want to tell people where they could follow you on social media and follow your adventures in and around Los Angeles yes of course okay so my TikTok is is the disappointed goddess which is uh. <laughs> it's, it's like a long story but basically I'm a Virgo and that's what they call Virgos like disappointed <laughs> goddesses basically so is how I am so the disappointed goddess and then on Instagram I am Nicole Tin 7 Nicole T-I-N 7 so yes. yeah that way too um yeah <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Nicole, once again so for much. giving us stories and feeding our audiences stories as well. We've always loved a good story in relation to old Hollywood. Yes. And hopefully we'll join each other soon for uh, a TikTok or something. I'd love to go on an investigation with you and bring my, my, my little tools as well. Yes, I would love that. Awesome. <laughs> Watch from the car. Well, thank you guys. Thank you so much, Nicole. And guys, definitely follow Nicole. And I guess this is our big opener for our October. And we hope yes. that you guys are eating a lot of pumpkin spice, whatever, and catching up with your 31 days of Halloween, of course. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It was so nice to meet you guys. Oh, so nice, so nice to meet you. Nice thank to you meet so you much. Too. We're going to. A huge, huge thank you to Nicole Martin. Guys, if you have TikTok, follow her at the Disappointed Goddess. If you have Instagram, she's under Nicole Tin7. Nicole Tin T-I-N 7. Also a wonderful and huge, huge thank you to all of our patrons out there. Without you guys, we wouldn't have this podcast. We wouldn't have this episode. It's because of you and your donations that you keep this Hollyweird paranormal train moving. Speaking of Patreon, if you are interested in joining Patreon, especially being a Hollyweird paranormal producer, then you could head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Hollyweird paranormal. 
there you can actually subscribe to be a Patreon for as little as $1 or more per month. You could donate for one month, for two or three months, or for however many months you decide. A little does go a long way and we appreciate each and every one of you that has donated. We absolutely adore you. Part of being a Patreon member or a Hollyweird Paranormal producer means that you get automatic access to our secret podcast society, the Saturday Night Ghost Club, which is a bi-weekly podcast where we collect ghost stories from off the street, from people, from friends, from acquaintances, and put it into this spooky little podcast that will make you sleep with more than one nightlight on. It is actually really scary, guys. You definitely should tune into it. Join Patreon, listen to these scary tales, especially for the month of October. You'll also be gifted with magnets, pins, stickers, and so much more. It is definitely worth it. Head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Hollyweird Paranormal. We want to give a big shout out and a welcome to our newest Patreon member, Kay, and a huge thank you to Amy Escandon for increasing your pledge. Thank you so much, guys. It means the world to us. You always make Bryce and his beard cry. Stock us on hollyweirdparanormal.com. That is our website. Yes, we're grown-ups and we have one. There you could read our little blogs, listen to past episodes and seasons, follow us on our social media, shop on our merch store. We have some great merch. And also you can learn a little bit about us hosts. Be sure to follow us on social media. We are at Facebook and Instagram under hollyweirdparanormal and on Twitter at HWP Podcast. We also have a TikTok at Hollyweird Paranormal or Haunted LA Girl. Have a ghost story you want us to read on our podcast for our listener's tale episode? Then send it on over to hollyweirdparanormal at gmail.com for it to be considered for our next listener tale episode, which should be due pretty soon. Also, guys, if you have a minute or two, we would really love your help. We would love for you guys to head on over to Apple iTunes, rate and review our podcast. It really, truly helps us out a lot. Please leave a positive review. It helps us indie podcasters out so much. You can also catch up with past episodes and seasons on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeartRadio, blueberry.net and or wherever you get your podcast fix till next time friends take care of yourself take care of one another and always remember to stay holly weird we'll leave you with the rest of marx's arrow